0: Well, the Bank of Canada did it again, and you've probably seen all the content that you need to see in video format, including our own YouTube video, as well as a lot of other posts at this point. It's been a few days, and it's time for us to do a deep dive and a digest into what this means for, well, the real estate market, what's likely to come going forward, and who else this impacts. We're also going to talk about, economically speaking, what else is going on and how those indicators actually impact you. There's so much news going on right now in the real estate market, and we are focused on improving your knowledge so you can make better financial decisions. If you haven't already done so, make sure to rate us and review us on iTunes and Spotify. We really appreciate that, and share this out with someone else who is loving the show. We're gonna get back into giving away a gift for reviews. So if you leave us a five-star review, send us a snapshot over to our YVR Remo. If you haven't already done so, make sure to send us a copy of your five-star review over to our Instagram account at the YVR Remo Show so we can send you a beautiful Thrive mug with some delicious coffee. It'll keep you going for weeks and weeks and weeks. So again, can't wait to see you guys on the other side. Enjoy the show and we'll talk to you soon. up guys you are listening to the ybr remo show where we talk all things vancouver real estate mortgages take boring topics and make them interesting make sure to stay tuned to listen to everything you need to know how to put cash back in your pocket create wealth in real estate and simplify the complicated okay so i mean another time that we're sitting here doing a roundtable conversation about the bank account is changes and what they're doing and what they've done at this point and this time i can't say that we're shocked or surprised but Almost dumbfounded that the Bank of Canada decided to do another rate increase, and there's now no doubt at this point right now that the Bank of Canada is on an absolute mission to try and reverse what they did over the course of a year to a year and a half. And everybody can question whether or not it, it works or whether or not it's making sense or anything of that nature. But the reality is, they're doing it; they're raising rates. And they're impacting those people who have variable rate mortgages, they're impacting those people who have lines of credit, they're impacting pretty much every homeowner right now because they're also impacting qualification to buy a home. So this this particular rate increase, which if you didn't already see it, was a three-quarter percent. So that's 0.75% increase to the Bank of Canada's overnight rate, which today stands at 3.25%, previous to previously 2.5. And for reference, At the start of the year in the calendar year 2022, when we turned the tide, we were at one quarter percent. So it's a quarter percent, which means between January 1st, 2022, to today, we've officially seen the Bank of Canada increase rates by three percent. That was a whopper. What are your thoughts, guys? Yeah, I mean, it's it was. Shocking, and it wasn't. I
1: mean, they, you know, we were prepared for an increase. And I think the Bank of Canada has done a really good job at that to just be transparent and, and inform the public and and us in the industry that these rate increases were going to come. And so we were expecting it. We've been saying this for quite some time. The government has also said they want to see four consecutive months of inflation data being down. So sorry to see some improvement from the inflation uh, that we're, we're dealing with right now target was somewhere between 2 and 4% for for inflation where i think we're at 7.1 uh for July 7.3 or something like that so again so there's a lot of work to do there so i don't think it was a surprise from a perspective of like it was coming i think the surprise to all of us was just the amount um but the other thing they have said is that their target was to get into that 3 3 and a quarter percent range on the overnight rate and that's where they are today so so i think a lot of people maybe got a little too excited from the fact that thinking that this could be the very last increase um i I would probably include myself in that i i i was of the mindset that this is probably going to be the last one and we've seen some experts come out with with opinions that support that that this could very well be the last increase but we've also seen some experts come out uh, that we really trust suggest that this probably isn't the last one there
2: probably is one more and and it may take a, a little bit longer than we expected to start seeing rates come down Based on the fact that they need to see four, or they want to see four consecutive months of deflation, we're not actually going to have that data until mid-November for the month of October. So the next uh, Bank of Canada meeting is October 25th. So knowing that our government and the Bank of Canada doesn't have the data to make an adjustment going into that meeting, I would strongly believe that there is going to be a rate hike. Um, and again, there's tons of different opinions out there, but uh, the way that our government's been, and they've been very bullish on this which again, I think a lot of people are sitting back going like, this is insane. They're going to push people out of their homes or making it unaffordable. But there's another kind of arm to this where if they weren't going as aggressive as they are, there's a chance that a very good chance that inflation gets completely out of control. And we're talking 1980s, mass interest rates, like awful, awful financial crisis. So I'm for what they're doing. It sucks. Nobody wants to pay a higher rate. No one wants to pay higher payments if you're an adjustable mortgage, but it's happening. But if we can get this under control quicker, in my opinion, it's a better outcome for Canada as a whole, as well as homeowners, right? The market will come back quicker if, if we can get a handle on this sooner
0: rather than later. For the record, uh, interest rates, just to kind of throw some stats out there, are some things that we uh, should notice, there were a lot of our clients who are boomers, or their parents who are boomers, saying it's going to be like the '80s again, and it's actually kind of funny because well, it's funny and it's not. It's not funny that it's happening to people, but it's actually kind of interesting and funny that this is actually the highest as a percentage rate increase that we've seen since the '80s, based on where they started. So they started obviously in the, uh, the low, well, the quarter, and then we've gone up to such a high uh, percentage in a short order. That uh, of course it's it's referencing the 80s from that perspective, and it's the first time we've seen the 300 bips in a short period of time since since the 90s. So they're definitely going up uh, quickly. Uh, referencing that, Derek, like yes, they should have gone up. Uh, perhaps if they started this much earlier, we've already discussed this substan you know, quite a few times. Then we probably wouldn't be seeing these massive increases like this right now. We would be more like minor adjustments. And to your point, the suggestion is that moving forward, we likely will see quarter. Point, maybe half point, but not three quarters or one. So we're not going to see those jumbo rate hikes. Some real quick context because we kind of glossed over this really quickly. And then, Dean, I'm going to get to your point there as well is that uh, I think people should know the numbers. Uh, really important for someone to know if they have a variable rate mortgage who you, you likely haven't received a letter in the mail yet, but your next mortgage payment, if you're on an adjustable payment mortgage, will be about $39 per 100 grand. So $39 per every 100 grand that you borrow more uh, than it was uh, previously. So for those keeping uh, stock, we've heard nonstop news, nonstop reports about these triggers. we got trigger rates, we got trigger points, and it can be often confusing. And today's episode is not really about trigger rates and points. We've done that before. But just to cut straight to the point right now, we are getting close for some folks and some folks have hit what they call their trigger point which is the point at which you are no longer paying down your mortgage and you could be going into reverse, which essentially means now you're eating against the equity of your particular property. We have heard some clients who have decided to call into the bank and the bank has actually asked them to increase their payments to make sure that they are paying off some of the principal. So those folks will be uh, somewhat impacted, although to be clear, their payment increases would be nowhere near as high as someone who has an adjustable rate uh, who's still paying down the mortgage the same as they would have been before?
1: This is a tough topic to dive too too deep into, um, in my opinion, just because there are a lot we've we've had so many different discussions around this with banks and institutions we work closely with, and even a lot of the members that are working and advising in these institutions don't really know how this functions, which again, it, there there needs to be a lot more work done in, in our industry to really advise and educate their own staff on these types of things. but, um like i try to just really look at this in the simplest form and the intention of a trigger rate or trigger point is to ultimately ensure you're continuing to pay your principal down and and to just be ahead of it and and the the advice that we've given many many times before is is always just trying to be ahead of it by increasing your payment before it actually needs to be increased we talk about this a lot when it comes to you know whether it's an adjustable rate mortgage or you know uh, uh variable static payment we always want to get ahead of these items and we've always talked that they're, they're this strategy of increasing your payment be ahead of time is this going to get your principal pay down you know at a better point and that is the intention of this trigger to just ensure you're staying on track with principal pay down
2: and your whole entire payment isn't interest like that is the the main goal here right there's always two ways to look at it like from an affordability standpoint obviously no one wants their payments to go up but like we got to think big picture here what if these rates stay this high for longer than anyone wants do you really want to pay zero principal on your mortgage for whatever that duration time is so this trigger rate's been looked at as like this mass negative thing it's not A terrible thing. Like you should probably try to stay on par with your principal pay down at least a little bit. Uh, Something interesting that we've seen come out because, again, I think that a lot of the people that even work at the banks, like a lot of them weren't around in the 80s and and we haven't seen this a lot previously. This is, you know, a relatively new piece. And uh, to actually be, there's been talks of trigger rates, but now actually hitting them. It's funny, a lot of the people that we talk to at the banks are not even 100% sure of their policies yet or how it's going to work. And, you know, we're seeing some institutions that are saying, Every time you hit 100% interest, no principal, we're going to bump your payment by 50 bucks just to keep 50 bucks of principal pay down. Other lenders are saying, we're going to automatically bump it up so that you're back on track with amortization, but there's a conversation you can have, if that's unaffordable, we can work with you, right? So, and then the other side of this is like, we're talking banks here. There's millions of customers with these mortgages, and they now have to take the time to number one, find them all call them all, get a hold of them and process these. Like there's only so many people that work at the banks. Right? So, uh, I had a client call me last week and she actually hit her trigger rate about a month and a half ago and she's heard nothing from the bank. And she was just trying to figure out what her next steps are. So
1: I think the key, uh, to these, to, to what Derek just said there is, you know, a lot of things in the banking system are automated. Uh, like a lot of what they do, how they process their mortgage. Like as an example, adjustable rate mortgage rate goes up; it's automatic. All these payments are going up. So they're, you know, to your point of servicing millions and millions of customers. This is this isn't a, a standard item that we've seen. Like to your point, this is going back to the '80s. A lot of these, you know, employees weren't even born, let alone working at the institution. And so there just isn't an automated process for them to just say, hey, all these mortgages hit their trigger rate. And here's what's going to happen. It is a one-on-one case in a lot of times and and working with clients. And it's just, again, now we're, we're talking significant
0: manual labor for these banks it's funny because we got an email recently about rocket mortgage entering canada and a lot of the companies i mean this is nothing new there've been years of uh, online uh companies trying to do basically originate online mortgages and more companies investing into online mortgages with new companies coming out and a lot of them are failing over and over and over again because reality is I think most people, especially those listening to our podcast, value advice of an educated professional and still want to talk to a professional. Sure, you want to do your mortgage online, you want to uh, correspond via email or text, and you want to upload your documentation instead of going to a bank. But I mean, let's be honest here, at the end of the day, you still want to talk to a human who can advise based on a personal situation. And these online companies just can't do that. And that's really what banks are right now more than ever. They're not originating mortgages or advising people on mortgages. They're basically just here you go, we're essentially at this point right now giving you McDonald's, do you want fries with that? And they're not really following up with people uh, or educating them, providing an educated, um, I guess, understanding of what's going on. So let's kind of push forward here and talk a little bit about some opinions. Um, You know, obviously Derek, you mentioned rates rising perhaps still going forward. Uh, We've seen feedback uh, the opposite of that, that rates may not rise. And interestingly enough, just kind of looking at the market, what's happened, we've already seen the median interest or the median price point in some of the major cities go down pretty substantially. I think in Vancouver, we're down around 18% for single family homes in the greater Vancouver and, and Fraser Valley, and some markets hit worse than others. Uh, some areas have held pretty well, like condos seem to be holding up pretty well in certain areas like Vancouver, but not so much in the Valley, like, uh, you know, for example, Chilliwack in Alberta, we just had a, uh, uh, well, actually we're future casting here, but we have Zach uh, Turley, who's going to come on the podcast. And he talked about Alberta having a slight uh, discount in certain areas, but not quite as happy as others. And Toronto was really interesting because right before the right hike, this rate hike, they were actually rising back up. So interesting to see what happens here. Um, it, with real estate prices but there's no doubt that this is going to have some impact on prices because you're actually qualifying for less today at a maximum than you did before this rate hike and the the example of that would have been about eight to ten percent less so for every hundred thousand dollars that you qualify for you're qualifying for about eight to ten thousand dollars less than you did before so there's no doubt that, that does have an impact on, on the, the value of price points. Any thoughts on where price points go and, and what's going on there, guys? Especially
2: where we live, right? Like we saw a rapid uptick and, and we've seen an, a rapid uh, kind of fall, I guess you could say, but I saw an interesting article earlier today. Um, it was actually a good note, You know, someone that has been trying to get into the detached home market and they need to have 20% down because every single detached home is over a million dollars where we live and it has been for quite a while. Um, those people are there's now a a bit of an opening as much as it's harder to qualify for that mortgage you can buy a detached home for 950 999 you can buy up to a million dollars with less than 20 percent down so if your down payment was your restricting factor of of getting you into a detached home that market has now opened up for certain people i mean i have clients looking at detached homes and mission for six hundred fifty thousand dollars. like that was not a thing a year ago right so there's good and bad to everything i think the first time buyers are the people that can really Uh, take advantage of this market. If you're in the market, you're selling and buying, it doesn't matter if the market is doing really well or if it's really bad, right? Like it's all relevant in that market. Um, But upsizers, again, we've talked about this before. You know, we've seen a lot of people going from condos and townhouses into detached. So again, I just think that that detached markets opened up below a million. And and there's
0: definitely opportunity there for people that didn't have the cash prior. Great point about the the down payment piece. There's no doubt that uh, that has opened up a lot of opportunities from that perspective. As much as qualification has declined in some situations, cash available makes a huge difference, as you mentioned. Just to further that point
1: on the single family homes coming below a million and in a lot of areas where we live, obviously creating a a huge amount of opportunity from a down payment perspective. really mostly just looking at that minimum down payment and being in that CMHC window right that that's where it's just such a big game changer we're talking like a $100,000 difference in minimum down payment like that is super super significant and don't want to oversight that but also the rental rates i've seen rental rates have not been impacted at all so when we're looking at these single family homes under a million dollars with a basement suite rent rates are still the same like these these are really becoming like real opportunities for people that and they weren't just month ago
0: so to be clear you're talking about from an investment perspective
1: no no actually a basement suite like so you're coming in with your minimum down payment looking for a home as a basement suite to actually help you qualify right so that home is now below a million works with your down payment there's a basement suite to get some generated rental income and help you qualify to actually buy these homes where you know just a month ago was you couldn't find one for under 1.1 million
0: yeah well good point good point so it's not that you're your overall cost of living is dramatically less, is that you can get into the market, and you now have a uh, a um, uh, mortgage helper, uh, so to speak, whereas we had did not have that previously. So that make a, a huge difference on someone's qualification. Love to hear that. That's a that's a great point. I appreciate. It. Never thought about it from that angle. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, kind of circling forward here, um, looking at the most recent article. Like so, Derek, you mentioned economic data, economic reports. We're likely looking at. Uh, a potential rate increases like a quarter or half percent possibly, but we just got this follow-up email um, and report, I should say, from September 9th, which is Friday, which was two days after the Bank of Canada raised rates, which actually was, uh, well, I guess if you want rates not to go up so much, good sign. Uh, talking about employment uh, maybe slowing down or or perhaps unemployment increasing what are your thoughts on that
1: that's what we want to see <laughs> we uh, from somebody that wants to you know keep rates down and, and not see further increases I mean that's exactly what we want to see of course that that uh, that hurts to see if you're in one of those industries that's been impacted um I think well, uh, construction was one of the categories which was surprising to me um, but you know there you go like those are those are numbers that you want to see it, inflation data needs to come down. You know less jobs available is going to bring inflation down that's that's just how it works i mean it's really unfortunate to you know like to be dealing with that again if that's your industry but um we need to see some correction here and that's one of the items we need to see
0: interesting thought as to home price values just in general kind of circle back and bring this full circle here that there's first of all there's always a bottom to real estate prices just in general so if we've seen prices come down from the peak is where they were and for those listening remember that Whenever the the news is is speaking about uh, price declines, it's always from the peak. So the peak could have been in February, the highest priced property. Mm. It's not based on a year over year. If you look over year over year, it's not as dramatic, nor is it even bad. Because typically, if you looked at Vancouver one year ago, like one year from today, we're actually still up based on the most recent stats, eight percent almost. And so from that context and from that perspective, you ask yourself the question: If you bought a home a year ago, would you be happy if your home value was up seven or eight percent? I imagine you'd probably say yes. If that was the case, then you're probably not feeling so upset. Whereas if you're uh, uh, reading the news that says home values are going to be down 22% or 23%, you're probably pretty bummed out at this point right now. So circling back to that, you know, remember this if you're a listener of the show, uh, whether you're a homeowner or you're a potential investor, first things first, there's always going to be a bottom. And I think that this Bank of Canada increase probably further pushed us down a little bit, but how far down is is the bottom and what does that look like? Uh, before you start shopping, Dean just mentioned that you can buy a home for under million, a million dollars, detached property in a location that was almost impossible for the past two years. And so, uh, you know, what does that look like when things turn turn around again? And at what point does that happen? If you're someone who's kind of waiting on the sidelines and not really sure, you should probably be considering that thought process because we're getting down to the point where if you had asked someone again, six to eight months ago, would you have bought if the price was here? They would have, They would have absolutely jumped out and done that.
2: Yeah. And I think the problem with like finding the bottom or waiting for the bottom is like when the three of us know it's the bottom, it's no longer the bottom and it's too late because everyone's going to be rushing in. There's going to be one positive article on the news and everyone's going to be rushing in to buy. believe like how many people have we pre approved in the last two, three months that are just getting their ducks in a row, right? Like they're not going out there after they get pre approved and writing it off for the next day. Everyone's just waiting, watching, understanding the markets, right? And I think that it's come down so much already. That I mean, you got you got to be buying for a long-term investment, but it's come down so much already that I think buying anytime in the next year, as long as you're holding on to that property for at least five years, you're gonna do well. That's my opinion.
1: I would agree with that totally. I see that's one of the number one questions I've been getting is is now the right time to buy? Am I getting in at the right time or should I wait? Like are the prices gonna come down more? And uh, a lot of people don't realize like to your point that they've already come down quite a bit. Like we've already seen the, the impact that I think the government wanted to see with these increases. Like, you know, you gotta admit a lot of these increases are hard to stomach, but they are they are doing what they were intended to do. And real estate prices is one of, is one of them. And I, and I, I would agree any time over the next six
0: months is probably gonna be the perfect window to buy. If you're waiting for the bottom. You're probably gonna miss it because you're again. You're going to catch somebody on the way up. Some some last foods for that uh, on that one right there before we push forward would be uh, that there's some considerations that could push us back up earlier despite the uh, uh, rate increases. Obviously, if there is a pause in the BOC hiking, um, uh, perhaps the fact that wages are increasing. Right now, we've seen wage growth by five percent in the last report, which is uh, quite a bit. Obviously, so when we see wage growth happen, people have more money to spend despite the fact that qualifications are slightly. reduced right uh, demand based on certain demographics the first time home buyer segment is making up a larger percentage of people looking to buy it's up apparently a half percent versus last year which is a lot of humans looking to buy homes and those people They weren't in the market a year ago or two years ago. They could look to buy. And and then, of course, last but not least, low inventories. you just mentioned, uh, Dean, that the construction jobs are down. People are putting a pause on building and development, which means in a few years from now, guess what? There aren't going to be as many buildings. So all these things together could push uh, prices back up. We just don't know when. But like I said, if you're buying a house now, you're buying it for 20% 20 off. If you said that, a year ago you get a home for 20 percent off you'd be a pretty darn happy camper so don't wait too long on that piece i don't think you're uh i don't think it doesn't makes any sense to do so so i think we know where we don't know where the bottom is we know now what qualifications look like we know what impacts it uh some little tidbits here if you are waiting for the government to come to your rescue don't uh OSPI has indicated they have zero um I, they, they're not going to loosen any guidelines or restrictions. We've talked about thirty-year mortgages with less than twenty percent down before. We've talked about loosening the guidelines in less than twenty percent down situations. If you're a first-time buyer or a buyer with less than twenty percent down, don't expect the government to come to your rescue. And uh, if you're excited about the potential of a new candidate for conservatives, again, that's probably not going to help you for at least three or four more years if it even comes to fruition. So, really, I think the the biggest thing for a lot of our listeners and borrowers is to, again, as always. Take care of your home, take care of your budget, take care of your personal situation, ride this out. And if you're looking to get into the market, remember it's really up to you and not anyone else to get in. And now it could be the perfect opportunity. I guess that's it for us today. Unless there's anything else that you guys uh wanted to point out at this time right now, it looks like we are uh past due for time and we've got a lot of content on the radar this was meant to be a quick hits episode just keeping you guys up to date of the bank of canada what's happening who it impacts and so much more the next couple of weeks episodes you are going to really want to tune in and hopefully you can give us some feedback and honestly just a review on spotify or itunes we would absolutely love that uh we really appreciate if you're loving the content just so we know that you are Uh, again, stay tuned, some great episodes. And if you want to find out more about working with the team here at Thrive, uh, feel free to reach out at thrivemortgage.ca or find us on Instagram at thrivemortgageco. We'll see you next time.